0: wait no longer greatness has arrived welcome to the trophy room a playstation podcast made by the players for the players i am your host joseph and it is here on this very podcast where me and my best friend kyle talk about the latest the greatest in all things playstation of course you can listen to the show wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube.com slash badbit games and if you like what you hear please consider dropping us a five-star review on itunes and if you really really like us you can drop us a buck over on patreon.com slash badbit. So with all that said, with all that out of the way, the greatest co-host whoever is, whoever will be, couldn't make this this week. (laughs) But along with us, and thank you so much for dropping in on such short notice, Mr. Luke Lore from the Xbox Expansion Pass. How are you, sir?
1: I'm great, man. Thank you for having me on. I know uh, Kyle wanted to be here and and whatnot, but the podcast gods didn't deem it necessary, but I'm happy to fill in. And uh, I'm happy to join you guys. A lot of a lot of PlayStation talk to go on Dude, now. so much
0: PlayStation stuff to talk about. Uh, and yeah, so just for the sake of transparency, this episode, uh, Kyle and I, we were with uh, our good friend Joseph Yaden, who, if you've been listening to the show for months on end, we always quote Joseph Yaden's articles. He's fantastic. Audio didn't work for us uh, last night. The podcast gods, we had to sacrifice that podcast to them. So today luke you dropped in so short notice and again thank you so much um we got a lot of news to talk about right usually each and every week we talk and we first start off with what you've been playing you know we got last of Us sales to talk about we got batman arkham news to talk about we have our impressions of marvel's avengers and of course cyberpunk 20 2077 and all the mixer drama that has happened but before we do that Mm -hmm. um Again, usually each and every week we talk about what you've been playing. I want to talk about for just, you know, a a few moments here, how you've been feeling. It's 2020. It's been, it's been a year and a half here. It seems like it's only been six months, they say, but it's been a rough year. It seems like every other week now there is something awful going on in the world or in our industry. Um, and. This week is no exception um, over the weekend. If y'all haven't known, if you're tuning in, you know, a week or two divorced from this uh, t- turn your chapters to chapter 20 of year 2020 uh, section 18 of the month of June. Uh, a lot of people have come out uh, about various abuses in the industry, whether that's sexual harassment claims, whether that's mismanagement, whether that's just outright bigotry and it is so not to say nebulous, but so widespread. It it would do uh a, a, the show a, a disinterest if we just talked about each and every allegation, because the list is long and wide and very, very difficult to read each one. It's it stretches from racism at Microsoft, sexism to Insomniac to literally, I mean the list could go on at IGN, and um it's rough. And what I want to especially you all, is that here at the Trophy Room, we try our best to make sure we're giving an environment for everyone that, you know, we don't care who you vote for. Uh, we don't care what sexual preference you are, race. We don't... We we want to talk about video games, and that's what we care the most about. And we want to make sure that we're welcoming literally everybody. Um, and with that, we, of course believe the victims and we believe that black lives matter and we don't feel like racism is um, is acceptable anywhere no matter how many stadiums you don't fill um, so with that said if you believe in those things and if you support the people that do um, please don't watch or listen to the show anymore because it's just not for you it, it sucks how it feels like every week I got to do this and it's it's the The only silver lining I can see to this is hopefully this enacts some type of positive change within the industry, and we can start actually making that positive change happen um so again, I know we started off on a very serious note. Luke, anything you wanna add before we get into the
1: show uh simply put. When it comes to the game space, I'll, oftentimes we use video games to escape away from the real world. Mm-hmm. And that's happened for so long that I think that industry was ignored. And for anybody that is affected by this or is struggling to go through it, I recommend you, you disconnect for a few days if you need it. If you need it for your own mental health, recognize uh, that people are valued. Use this time to reflect on uh, things in your own life that you can improve to help better educate people about uh, – methods of equality and privilege and how you you may may stand on those issues to be a better person yourself uh and it's okay to not be okay Mm -hmm. it's okay to not be okay that is a a difficult thing i think we're all uh managing that as well as possible but if we all work together to do that uh the the hope is that a 2020 is not repeated that is the hope so stay strong disconnect when you need to and um Rely on the people that are important and and disconnect from those who do not uh, improve your life. Yeah. Uh, Better words cannot be said because, yeah, this week it was was really hard
0: to – I mean, I couldn't make a video. I was just like stuck on Twitter just reading everything and it was – God, really – really insanely rough what all these people are going through. So again, our thoughts are out to everyone. Our support is there as well. If you need to come to anyone about anything, my DMs are always open. The Casa de Bad Bit Discord server is the most welcoming place on the planet. That's a fact. So yeah, um, with that, love you. I care for you. Now I'm not going to do usually again at the start of the show, we pimp out Patreon. I'll leave that later. <laughs> right now it's time to square up the news, and let's talk about some good news, some light-hearted news, and this comes from Christopher Dridge over at GamesIndustry.biz, and it states: "The Last of Us Part Two smashes records on the UK charts. Last of Us Part Two has shot to the top of the UK box charts in a significant fashion." Uh, the Action Horror Game is Sony's fastest selling release this generation, narrowly beating the opening week to 2016's Uncharted 4 by over 1%. Download sales are not included in this data, so we factor in digital sales, it's possible this game's launch was even bigger. Last of Us Part 2 is comfortably bigger than the predecessor on PS3 with launch sales of 76% higher. Although it's worth noting that the PlayStation 4 is a more popular console than the PS3, as a result, the biggest UK launch for any box game released this year so far with sales 40% higher to the previous best animal crossing new horizons and just as an addition to this it's also the number one game in germany and it is the best western release for playstation in japan which is a pretty big deal uh luke my question here to you how do you take this news man how you liking it how's it driving with you i
1: love i love it i'm very excited by it it makes perfect sense when you look at the market penetration hoop of PlayStation 4, having 110 million units sold, there, that is 100, 110 uh, possible points of entry for people to dive into The Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an absolute masterpiece of a game. I'm several hours in myself, and while we would never spoil, it's very clear and evident that this is a high-quality game. Oh, yeah. Uh, on the likes of, of, of god of war and sony deserves this and naughty dog deserves this for continuing to put the effort into single-player narrative experiences mm-hmm. uh i'm i'm not surprised in the slightest given given how how many playstation 4s are out there the reception of the first last of us given naughty dog's pedigree uh i am ecstatic for that team mm-hmm. I know uh, Sean has a question to come up in a minute, and I, I have a great answer for yeah. it. Uh, it. It's I'm I'm so happy for this group to get to have a wonderful send off to the PlayStation 4 mm-hmm. that is deserving of all the praise. Uh, they're getting to end their generation with Last of Us 2, and what we expect is a similarly impressive Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah.
0: And so my question after that, I mean, is it is impressive? It's to me, it's uh, you know, the only surprise here is like with all the the leaks and and really the jumbled launch. It still did this well um, because mm-hmm. you know how many times which,
1: is which, is it changed dates? What's that, Luke? Well, I say which goes to show that it is the informed minority that like people that listen to this show, oh. people that that are in tune that care about those things. Whereas the majority, the mass market, didn't really know about the yeah. leaks, wasn't overly concerned, uh, and so that that goes to show how much of a reach this game has beyond the podcast and the the internet. Yeah, and that's
0: what one of the, our fellow viewers, Nachaka, says uh, or asks us. And if I mispronounce your name, please let me know. Um, but do you, yeah, do you think the, the spoilers spoiled anything for people that it you know could have the sales been higher if not the case, or do you think nah? Sales prove this thing did
1: gamebusters. Thing did gamebusters. <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't think the leaks hurt the hurt in the slightest. I uh, I had one or two little things spoiled for me, and that has not taken away from how impressed I am of the game. Enjoyment's a different conversation, which is not for for here. But uh, if somebody had told me that the Avengers were going to win in Endgame, yeah. I still would have enjoyed Endgame. Yeah. Uh and so I think that we often are so sensitive to spoiler culture we forget to enjoy the journey. That is and- really a great
0: point. That's something that like even even for me um having the game spoiled pretty much beat by beat until the very end. I honestly and some of the spoilers are actually even fake and misleading on purpose which sucks. But like even with all those spoilers um I walked out, you know, I, I'm still thinking about this game. It's impactful to me. And it still impressed me and wowed me, floored me, made me feel all the emotions. And I know what happened beat for beat. So to me, yeah, like we knew the Avengers, you know, when you're watching Spider Man Homecoming, you know Spider Man's gonna beat the bad guy at the end. Right? That's kind of like a mm-hmm. given. But you're still there's still stakes there. So yeah, no, I don't think spoilers really ruined much and I think it shows. And Sean Capri writes in just like you can do at PS Trophy Room on Twitch or sorry, Twitter. Um he asks, what's next for naughty dog? So Luke, what is next for naughty dog? Uh
1: a great question and a logical one I think when you put in so much time to create a game of this caliber, the first thing you need to do is give your team a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, excluding ex- – just, just separate yourself from the fact that we, we are dealing with COVID and, and with so many civil rights issues. This game had to weigh heavy on the creators. The We've seen a number of animators come out on Twitter talk about how pace for pace, they had to animate violence, and so they had to watch violence in order to learn how to animate yeah. it. And their directors and their their the people above them were like, hey, take breaks. Do you want to do this? You don't need to do this. You can do that. I think a good emotional mental break as best as can be given – should be something that the Naughty Dog team from top to bottom is given. Mm-hmm. And then I would expect, on a business side, they create something similar and akin to uh, The Last of Us Left Behind or yeah. Uncharted Lost Legacy or, PlayStation's Miles Morales, or sorry, Spider-Man's Miles Morales, a smaller experience that exists within that world to help Fill out the first year of the PlayStation 5, I think would be a very smart move for Naughty Dog. Mm-hmm. And then allow them to, to branch and do a new project. What would you think um, that would be? I'm not sure if there are subset either. teams.
0: Cause like, yeah, we know like the multiplayer's is coming. It's down the line. They really wanted to focus mm-hmm. on this story first. So like, after they get the multiplayer done, where, where does Naughty Dog go for, for next? Do you want them to explore a new IP? Would you like for me? I would love for them to go, you know what? Let's do Jack and Daxter again. Let's do Jack and Daxter, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, have, like, a, again, more cartoonish, kiddish game, but, like, something lighthearted to kind of give that break to the team that just animated, you know, all the gruesome stuff you see
1: in The Last of Us, kind of give them a breath, you know? Mm-hmm. It's tough because I think every gamer wants new IP and every gamer wants the old IP that they love to come back. I would argue that they have the all-hands meetings, they, they pitch ideas, they sit down, they talk, and then as a group pitch their ideas to management and then decide. I think that Neil Druckmann and the Naughty Dog team has earned the right to make what they want to make. They have the caliber. They are respawn level caliber, where respawn tells EA yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. You know, I think that Naughty Dog's uh, pedigree should allow them to make anything they want at this point. I would hope for new IP. Yeah. I do love Jack and Daxter. I think that would be a great fan favorite hit. Maybe on a smaller scale. I know the Ratchet and Clank might be filling that void. Yeah, (laughs) it is. Who for for uh, for for that foreseeable future? But whatever they do next, I hope it's something that is a passion project that is uh, equally exciting, Mm -hmm. but perhaps doesn't have the same level of weight. Yeah, I would love.
0: I would love. You know how like Naughty Dog kind of teased The Last of Us uh in uh, uncharted 3 i would love to s- with, with the newspaper yeah thing? the newspaper right? thing yeah okay. and then uh, in uncharted 4 they have a little homage to the last of us again uh in uncharted 4 with the 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 fungus on the pirate skull head um mm-hmm. but i would uh, i would love and there's also a, a like little i can't say spoilers but there's homages to to uh uncharted in the last mm-hmm.
1: of us as well which is Awesome, and Jack and Daxter, and Jack and Daxter as Jack well. Jack and Daxter shows up. As so well. like
0: that one's popular on Twitter. But like, there's another one, Luke. When you see it, you're like, "Whoa!"
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll just go ahead and tell it. daxter's in yep. the game. Daxter shows yep. up. He, yeah, yep, drop kicks Ratchet through a yep. wall. Knack comes in, and Knack's like, "I'm in all your games, now <laughs> I'm, fools." I'm the main antagonist, motherfucker. <laughs> Final boss, Mark Cerny's ear. Oh Real Talk. What if spoiler alert
0: he's in the game, he's he's the ear collector. (laughs) (laughs) He's like in a loin club and just like an 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 ear necklace.
1: (laughs) Yeah. but um but Naughty Dog, man, whatever they do, I think we're all eyes on. They're great. Yeah.
0: I and again, congratulations to the team. Y'all killed it and what a freaking great experience we have recorded for patrons uh the road to greatness the last of us part two that will be out on monday for all patrons um really good stuff kyle and i recorded till 1 a.m in the morning just talking about beat for beat our thoughts this story and everything it was Man, what an experience. And speaking of Last of Us before we get on to the next topic. Uh just a reminder, if you want to win the Last of Us Part 2 collector's box from Cutlery Fly, uh which includes a duffel bag, coasters, pin glass, socks, pins, and a notebook, to tweet at us with a donation uh receipt w- from your uh from you to a Black Lives Matter or COVID-19 uh, recovery cause winners will be picked in two weeks on the episode that goes live July 9th, uh, 2020. So there you go. That's a note from Kyle. Again, if you want to win some cool last of a swag, just show us a receipt that you've donated to a Black Lives Matter cause or a COVID-19 cause and bam, you're entered to win in two weeks. We will announce live on the show. It'll be fun. All right. Just take, take my word for it. With that, let's get into. The next bit of news, and this comes from Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer. Uh it is, yes, Batman Arkham developer Rocksteady is making a suicide game oh sorry, su- suicide squad game. Uh those are two very different oh games. Oh my god. <laughs> really, really dark. You know what? It's The Last of Us. It's that dark.
1: 2020 simulator what that is. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> uh, a list of leaked domain names has the internet tongues waggling that Rocksteady, developer of the Batman Arkham Asylum, is working on a game cre- or centered on the DC's Universe's Suicide Squad. The domain names popped up yesterday on Reset Era, where fans note that they were registered by the company connected to War- uh, Warner Brothers. Eurogame understands this to be accurate. Uh one particular phrase registered as a domain name is Suicide Squad Kill the Justice is a contender for the game's final title and a good summation of what you can expect Rocksteady's big next project to be about. Other domains registered include SuicideSquadGame.com and Gotham Knights. game.com Luke, Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights refers to the unannounced Batman game currently in development at Batman Arkham Origins studio, Warner Brothers Montreal. Both projects are set to be teased at Warner Brothers upcoming DC fandom event in August and Eurogamer understands and expects to see very little Rocksteady Suicide Squad, which is further off from launch. Both projects are being developed for next-gen consoles. Luke, there's only one person that loves Batman. I think, more than Kyle. That is you.
1: Yeah. Arkham right. Knight
0: is your favorite game this generation. How does That's- this news... Let's first start with Suicide Squad. All right, the Pats. Okay. All right. Okay. How do you feel Suicide about Squad. Rocksteady taking a Suicide Squad game? And What do you think that type of game would be?
1: Uh, well, in truth, after some deliberation and thought, because, uh, you know, rumors of rumors abound. Is it a Superman game? Is it in the DC Universe? Is it Harry Potter? What are they doing? What are their connections? I really like the idea of a Suicide Squad game, and the timing does kind of add up. If this is to be true, if this isn't a feint of some kind, uh, it does make sense. The Suicide Squad is not on the level of the Justice League. Mm. Most of the Justice League are of higher caliber power, and in a video game, you are supposed to overcome the odds, not be the powerhouse. And so I like the idea of playing as Harley or playing as Captain Boomerang or some of these characters that I have Polka a feeling Polka Dot Man would actually be a, a jam, <laughs> hopefully voiced by Mark Hamill. Um but it would be Rocksteady's take on characters has proven uh, worthwhile, changing a few things, making characters uh, cooler than they might have otherwise been, and, and doing a good job with it. I think their pedigree combined with the, the situational setup might make for some neat showdowns with The Flash. Mm-hmm. How do you play as The Flash? I don't know. How do you take down The Flash? That is more conceivable in mm-hmm. my mind. So there's is, some... Th- okay, so here's the
0: next question. All right, we're taking down the Justice League. This, is this... Connected to
1: the Arkham universe at all, or is this is its own thing? That's a so that's the the big question yeah. that I have. I don't know that you would say it's connected to the Arkham universe. Mm-hmm. I think that chapter can go ahead and be closed with all four games, not three, all four okay. games. Okay. Um, cause, cause some, because Rocksteady does not seem to acknowledge the WB Montreal Arkham Origins. Do you think they got uh, beef very much? I don't know that they have beef so much as the the higher yeah. ups, and, and I, you know what I mean. I think it's. Perhaps a bit artificial, because as we we know quite often from just talking to people in the industry, they all just want to make yeah, games. No, yeah. um, They're not like hey dorks, new origins, pff, black mass sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. I am yeah. curious. This is where I'm I'm curious. Does this exist? In the same world as wb montreal's project theoretically gotham knights or something akin to that Mm. um i don't that's what i'm mostly curious about because they batman is an an easy character to build a game around and it's been proven time and again he's a good character to work with suicide squad offers that same level of like we're just we're we're human or just a little bit better but we're not gods Mm. and that's the challenge is creating a video game like if i'm if I'm Green Lantern, are you tell me I can't take down Harley right. Quinn. You definitely you know, can. Now, do you
0: think this is because, like, we're going to talk about Marvel Adventures in a second? Do you think that this mm-hmm. is like a build-your-own like villain type of s game, kind of like a Destiny types like like
1: game here, like a games as service? I, sinc- I sincerely hope me not. Do. If this product is real, given its timing, it would make sense that it began right around the time. uh WB and DC were trying to make Suicide Squad a thing. Yeah. When the movie in the Snyderverse got before it got you know kind of ripped to shreds and, and the original version got changed, Suicide Squad was supposed to be a far more important movie with the, the more emphasis on the characters. Similarly, we saw Suicide Squad. Two animated films came out in the DC Animated Universe, and they made Lego DC villains. All right, calm down. So they they were <laughs> trying to make the bad guys the cool yeah. ones, right? Yeah. And it makes sense that the game would kind of be making its way way out right now. But I don't know that they would want you to create a character mm-hmm. within that universe because I think it ruins continuity for future projects. Okay. And Rocksteady seems to focus on taking a character and fleshing them out as opposed to, to character creation. Mm-hmm. Would you be disappointed if that's the case? If it's like a Destiny-ish game? My, my gut instinct is to say yes. However, Rocksteady has never once made a bad okay. game. So it's hard to bat, It's hard to root against anything they're making right well, now.
0: Well, this is a question from the most famous Seamus I've ever met in my entire life. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Like, again, you can put in your questions at PS Trophy Room on Twitter or at the Casa de Babbitt Discord server like Famous Seamus just did. And he asks, do you want Rocksteady to stay with making DC games or would you like them to make their own IPs? As someone who loves a good Arkham game, Do you want them to go down, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, do you think they're lockstep into making DC Universe games? Or would you like them to go out there, branch off, and do an original story, original characters?
1: I don't think they're lockstep into DC games. I think the the sale of WB by AT&T may factor into this for future projects. Mm -hmm. I think they do a great job within that universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, They certainly built the Arkhamverse uh and brought credence and uh credibility to the superhero video game genre which was null at that point yeah. um I think you had ultimate alliance and that's such a fundamentally different it's experience. more like arcade no uh, one's
0: really taking it too seriously
1: yeah right right and so uh anything Rocksteady does ...deserves attention. It's kind of like Respawn again. Like, I didn't want Respawn to make Apex Legends instead of Titanfall. Right. I didn't want Respawn to make uh, Apex Legends or Jedi Fallen Order instead of Titanfall. Uh, I was worried about them having the Star Wars, and they were just fine. So Rocksteady, whatever they do, they deserve credibility and, and an allowance for creation... I don't know their studio dynamic because we don't hear much from them. Mm. They're not – you don't hear a lot about their, their executives. Right. They don't have like much. a Neil Druckmann out there going like, here's our vision for this mm. company type of thing. Exactly. And lacking that, it's hard to make an estimate there. But I'm, I'm very comfortable with them working within the DC universe. Imagine if these two games tie into one another. Wonderful idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, a wonderful concept. If it's Gotham Knights that's real, and, the, and you're playing as the Bat Family, them interacting with that same Harley or or that same Captain Boomerang or Killer Croc, that might be a cool concept there. So there's something to consider yeah. in that. Uh, now here's here's my next question for you. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I'm
0: I'm gonna pitch this to you. I right, elevator pitch. Gotham Knights okay. could only mean yep. one thing, right? What Ooh. if this takes place in the Arkham universe? And spoilers from Arkham Knight. You should have watched it, or played it, rather. Um, Batman's not there anymore. So here All it right, is. Close your eyes, Luke. I'm about to sell you on a miracle. 99 mm-hmm. Robins. I got, drop- I got my Snyder cut. I mean, what am I worried right. about, you know? <laughs> Listen, 99 Robins drop into Arkham City. They're fighting mm-hmm, to become Batman. Mm-hmm. Easy. Bam. Easy, Right? Is that it? Is yeah. that... When, nope. you, when I- you hear Gotham Knights, real talk, when you hear Gotham mm-hmm. Knights, unannounced Batman game, What do you think this is?
1: Uh, I think Bruce Wayne's gone, dead or old. Um, There's a lot of lore in the comic verse where, you know, um, where Tim Drake and and the Bat family, they work uh, with Dick Grayson to try and be Batman Mm -hmm. and, and... fill that void, and then you have uh, Asriel trying to come in and be Batman. People are fighting for that cowl, and that actually occurred partially in the DLC for Arkham Knight, mm. with Asriel trying to be Batman, and Batman training Asriel to potentially take over the mask. There are several Bat-family stories about people trying to take the mantle, and including in the d- animated universe as well. Gotham Knight sounds to me like uh, the Robins, Batgirl, The Signal... Uh, and the Red Hood all working to protect Gotham in the absence of Batman and fill that void. That poop. sounds fucking um, awesome. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah, and there's a lot of problems So like, we can pressure. we can assume like you're probably
0: primarily playing as like Dick Grayson. The story could be if we're creating this this game out of thin air is like, yeah, mm-hmm. Bruce is gone, and how do you fill that void? Can you fill that void? Um, and like. Mm-hmm all all the struggles of trying to be someone who didn't give you that praise you needed when you were being uh, tutored by him you know right. A- and being the father that you needed but or, or not being the father that you needed in that moment type of deal and kind of coming mm-hmm. to grips with maybe the fact that he's gone or you know that maybe he's the the the
1: dad you not not deserved but the one you needed type of deal right Absolutely, cool. it's it's a wonderful idea. It's, it sounds cool. We've seen we've seen multiple times in the Arkhamverse you play as Bruce Wayne, not Batman. Yeah. Spider Man did a good job of letting you play as other characters around Spider Man that factored into the story. I think it can be done. Uh, and and the Court of Owls is the constant rumor. And for anyone that's not familiar, Scott Snyder, not Zack Snyder, but Scott Snyder wrote that story for the comics, and he's he's I believe working with this product on some Ooh. level as the creator of the Court of Owls. And that's, that is a story that is impressive because how do you create something to beat the Batman? you got to beat him intellectually, yeah. physically, financially, uh, with resources. And there's a lot of ways to do that and there's a lot of story to explore. Crap. All right, I'm in. But here's the next new story
0: that I don't know if I'm necessarily in yet. Let's talk about it. This comes from James mm-hmm. Carr over at GameSpot. Marvel Avengers offers free upgrade to PS5 or Series X. Uh, Marvel's Avengers will players will get a free upgrade to next gen on their respective platform. Publisher Square Enix announced anyone purchases a copy of Marvel's Avengers physically or digitally will get an upgraded form, uh, from PS4 to PS5, or Xbox One to Xbox Series X if they purchase new consoles. In the PlayStation blog post, Gary Stuthen, Chief Technology Officer of Developer Crystal Dynamics. Oh my god, listen guys, break from the article right here. I got dyslexia, you're throwing all these words at me like crazy here, right? I'm trying my best. Shout out to Kyle that handles all this stuff. Anyway, get back to the article, said that the team has been working on a PlayStation 5 enhanced version for the game uh, for some time, utilizing the power of the new console to offer a higher frame rate mode that targets 60 FPS in a dynamic 4K resolution. Marvel Avengers... I'll take over this oh, part.
1: Yeah, oh, go for it. Yep. Marvel's Avengers will also take advantage of PS5's high-speed SSD, reducing load times to just a few seconds and making it nearly instant once the game has been optimized for it. No details specific to the Xbox Series X version of the game have been released. Players will also be able to carry their save and player profile over from current-gen to next-gen. PS4 players will be able to play online with PS5 players, and Xbox One players will be able to do the same with Xbox Series X players. Thanks, man. I was drowning over there. Yeah, man.
0: So with that... I got you, brother. Here's the deal, right? Marvel's Adventures comes out... Or, or the, the new war table stream before we even get to the upgrade mm-hmm. of to the PS4 to PS5 stuff. Um, the war table mm-hmm. stream, they gave you a new trailer, new story, new gameplay. They showcase a level where you're playing as Thor. Um, what were your thoughts on what you saw? at at that war table because you know when we first saw the trailer at e3 last year um we were like oh my god the faces don't look right something looks Mm -hmm. off these avengers look sick um there was just Mm -hmm. a lot of worry about this game and nothing was kind of jump-starting the 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 hype for this game was
1: this the start to the hype train finally getting on the track I think, yes. I think the hype train is now on track, uh, whereas it wasn't before for all the reasons that we listed. Uh, and Crystal Dynamics is very good with animation, very good at facial animation as well. And so to see what we were seeing was a bit odd during the alpha. This stream offered a lot of insight into how the game is laid out and how it's going to play. And so my hype levels actually increased a lot. This was for me figuring out, do I want the standard, the digital deluxe? Do I want the $200 with the Statue of Cap edition? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm right now at Digital Deluxe is where I'm at. We know they're going to have an in-game uh, currency. We know they're going to have a single-player campaign, which is what sold me like, yep, 100% I'm in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're going to have Destiny-like uh, approaches to gear, Destiny-like approaches to strikes, uh, and that's what I... The truth, truth be told, that's similar to what I want from Halo Infinite. I want a single-player experience. I want to be able to play my game the way I want to play it with just me. But then the option to explore worlds with my buddies... With, with you and with, with um, Kevin and so much. I that, to me that's exciting. Yeah. And if we can be the Avengers, I'm all in. I love love, love that we have we, we are now confirmed and the very obvious but needed to hear it method that if i buy it on one system it's going to transfer to the next gen yeah. that's important it's not
0: like we're last gen it's like hey pay gamestop 10 bucks and they'll they'll give you the ps4 copy it's just like no 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 no. it's here it's upgraded for free you know this is a games a service mm-hmm. game so they want to make sure that people keep playing this game no matter what system they're adopting and i i think that's mm-hmm. maybe one benefit of having games as service games is that you know Ubisoft can't afford to charge you for a PS5 right. version of Rainbow Six because they want you to keep playing Rainbow Six. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So having this here, awesome. The thing that I liked that I saw in in the whole War Table, getting back to that, is having different move sets, creating your own version of Iron Man. Whether it's like you mm-hmm. want him to be a support role where he like heals or, or boosts people's stamina, or like if you want. Iron Man to be a bruiser, or you want him to be focusing on range. Like, Thor had that ability too, where Thor could be, you know, lightning bolt, lightning bolt range, or he could be, you know, just pretty much Kratos, a god of war, with his hammer uh, type of melee. So, like, I liked the variation of these characters so that if I'm in a room and I'm, you know, Hulk and you're Hulk, that our Hulks could be different. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what I really liked here. So, like, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sold on what, uh, on what we saw. I think for me, I want to know what you think here. I'm definitely getting the standard version because from what I've seen, mm-hmm. I'm back on the hype train, but it's not like with Spider-Man, Spider-Man PS4, uh, when we first saw it, I was like, whoa, this is something of a different caliber. This kind of just seems mm-hmm. of caliber. Like it's not knocking my mm-hmm. socks off, but like I'm interested to give it a shot. I don't know what you think about that.
1: The- well, this feels like uh, Outriders, but Avengers, mm-hmm. right? This feels like some of the stuff we've seen from other potential games, like, some other you know future games, except with an Avengers skin in some ways. But I'm in on paying sixty bucks for a fifteen-hour Avenger solo experience, mm-hmm. and you know ten, fifteen hours of playing a multiplayer. I'm in on that. I will, I will pay for that, and and uh, be glad to do so because I enjoy the Avengers. Yeah, and if we that. can create our own team. What Avenger yeah. are you being? Uh, my first preference goes to Iron Man. I really enjoyed uh, the aspects of Anthem that let you fly around and be in an iron suit and just look cool. Yeah. Uh, that was my favorite part of that game. And w- without trying to sound demeaning or change the conversation, a lot of what we saw in Avengers reminded me of Anthem totally. in that way. The flying looked very yeah. similar. Um, the the problem when you look at, at games as live service is what does their end game look like? You know, d- Are you trying to make a 15-hour – Campaign, Dude, I'm in for that. Are you trying to make a looter shooter? Okay, I can be in for that too if you tell me what I'm in for. Um, and and it, that's the thing that they still need to clean up and clear up. But they did talk about, in this war table, they talked about single player, co-op, and war zones. Mm-hmm. My fear, the one thing that I think we have not talked about, is our enemy is Modoc. Yeah. And a lot of robots. Am I just going around killing mo- robots every time? Because then you have destiny problems. Oh, I'm killing the Vex. Right. Oh, I'm killing the Cabal. And none of them have They're personality like even- or anything
0: like that. That is, right. I mean, that's a dangerous thing because, like, A, this is a Disney property now. you know, Or has been for a mm-hmm. while now. Uh, so, like, do you mm-hmm. want to see Iron Man you know, deck someone in the face. You know what I mean? Or like you really want to see Hulk rip a limb off? Or what what would Disney be okay with? So maybe Hulk rips the limb off of uh you know a robot, but he can't rip a limb off of a dude because that dude's a father. But at the same exact time and to to kind of quell that, um Sure. I mean we saw I think in in A Day, uh we saw uh, Hulk just completely put people in the hospital. Like, he was fighting oh, yeah. humans, and I, I believe, like, one part, he takes a guy, throws him against a tank. Like, that guy is paralyzed. You know what I'm talking about? Like, that guy is not walking away yeah. from that. So, I don't, I, I get the worries. I think we're all cautious about it because mm-hmm. none of this game, like, like, a great example, Iron Man looks like Anthem. You know, uh, Thor looks like, uh, um, uh, you know god of war in, in the way he's playing like you know black widow we saw just a snippet of her but it's just a, you know a shooty shooty bang bang uh and then she has wrist rockets which are cool but like we've all seen a third person shooter we've seen an anthem flying we've seen you know the mm-hmm. god of war hammer and and it's it just looks like pieces of things we've seen
1: before where i haven't Correct. seen
0: anything i haven't seen before
1: you know what i mean like and that's going to be their biggest challenge everything thor will be compared to the leviathan axe yeah everything Iron Man will be compared to the best parts of, of Which is an easy one for this everything. game.
0: let's be honest Luke yeah yeah, yeah absolutely
1: yeah. absolutely the flying was unrivaled but but everything yeah. else yeah. Um, and and that's gonna be its biggest challenge how do you make yourself not a not a clone of everything else with an anth- or with a uh, avenger skin and I'm cool with that being an avengers I want to play superhero games I love that um, but I want good villains that would one thing that we not mentioned also during the war table, uh Casey Lynch who was an interesting choice to to narrate that did mention that the new heroes will be on the way yes and new missions and single player content okay what does that mean are we getting Spider-Man PS4 crossover just a costume crossover are we going to see Black Panther are we going to see uh Vision are we going to see people from from other aspects of marvel are we gonna see wolverine like how do we factor this in yeah right yeah yeah. yeah. so these those are unanswered and i think it will largely depend on the success of this launch and how much the player base sticks i'm gonna stop you right there you
0: just rustled my jimmies all right you said wolverine oh my god that would be Wolverine. the wolverine um I I like I would see like it the X-Men being like a cuz they talk about inhumans here. So I could see the X-Men mm-hmm. being like the the big DLC. I would love to see that. But I I do think we're going to see a Black Panther and a Spooderman man later down as 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 the
1: the game goes. What would you want the first character shown off to be? Black Panther. Yeah. Um I've been I've been very clear and vocal on Twitter that I think Black Panther is a character who offers a lot of gameplay versatility, Mm -hmm. uh, having the vibranium uh, and and then the abilities that he has as the Panther. He's he's very strong. He's very agile, very quick. Uh, That could be explored in a very Spider-Man meets Batman modification there with some neat tech. Uh, I would love to see either a standalone game or him involved more often. He certainly in the MCU seems to be very important going Mm -hmm. forward. Um, He and the X-Men... Um, are very important now to narratives of civil rights going forward in the real world. Mm-hmm. Something they once stood for long ago before X Men kind of fell out of favor. Um, and I would love to see that character brought in. Yeah. I think that's an important uh, character to have. What I don't want, though, Joe, is a character exclusive to any platform. Which I have a feeling. that, that would make Spider-Man me very sad. Be. Now I don't I don't want Spider Man to be. I don't think Spider Man should be exclusive. I think that's a bad mm-hmm. move. I think the Spider Man uh, White Spider Suit could be exclusive okay. that'd be a cool perk yeah that would be I'd a costume choice of, like I, I i would allow that if they're
0: like yeah, yeah yeah like and and it's voiced by yuri and everything like that would be cool but yeah i wouldn't want spider-man <laughs> he did it for ultimate alliance right he, he did show yeah he did voice uh spider-man in ultimate alliance so like He's not held down by the Sony contracts. I could definitely see this. And we know that uh, PlayStation is getting some exclusive stuff as well. So I definitely think mm-hmm. that's a cosmetic choice I'll be doing. I'm just wondering how Spooderman plays in this game compared to the way he plays in PS4. Like, he's so great. And the world it, the world is tailor-made to make him web-sling everywhere. So how does that work If you're on like the, the helipad, you know what I mean? Like that's going to be something difficult to really pull off with that though. That's Marvel's Avengers. That's our impressions. We're hyped for it. We're on the train. I'm not saying we're first class. I think we're coach right now. Same to say. Good. With that, this is an old article. So I'm just going to give you the synopsis of, but cyberpunk 2077. PS4 will, again, get a free upgrade for the PlayStation 5. This, again, comes from Tom Phillips over at Eurogamer. On top of that, we got some Cyberpunk 2077 uh, live stream that just hit, their Nightwire live stream, giving us more info on Cyberpunk 2077, and again, announcing that the PlayStation 4 and Xbox Series X versions will, or, sorry, and the Xbox One version will. We'll get a next gen, uh, uh, patch on day one and free upgrade. And later down the, the, the road in 2021, it will have a full on robust next gen patch that is going to be very substantial. With that, Kyle. Oh, God, wait. You whites, you all look alike. Luke. <laughs> oh, no.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I could say it. I'm Hispanic. Anyway. Uh, Luke, what were your thoughts on? First off, where where are you at twenty seventy seven wise, and where's your
1: hype walking walking out of this live stream? Uh, uh, I I uh-oh. hate talking about twenty seventy seven because I was in the room when it was on Microsoft stage and Keanu came out. Oh, brag about it in more, world. Luke. <laughs> it was it was cool to see everyone so let hyped, me guess, he and called I get you called you breathtaking. It's me specifically. <laughs> yes, yeah, we talk, We're actually best friends. We real oh, really? talk. Um, but uh, it it's frustrating to me because the game is getting so much excitement, and I don't feel like I'm on board with it. And sometimes that happens to me. And it takes me a while to come around on it. But I've never enjoyed the cyberpunk aesthetic overall. Mm-hmm. The game is made by CD Projekt Red, who made The Witcher Three. The game looks really good, really, really cool. I mean, I'm intimidated by the size and how much uh content we might have to get how many control interfaces there are uh as far as the live stream specifically yeah. i was bored to tears man that was not a i did not i was not thrilled by that and that could mean nothing right. but i did not i did not enjoy the live. yeah stream. i think
0: this live stream served as hey this is like a buffer uh before you know the bigger content creators out there got their hands-on preview of cyberpunk mm-hmm. 2077 uh, so like places right. like IGN, GameSpot, they have their impressions of cyberpunk. And I think this kind of fills some of the information you get as like a precursor to what you're about to see or hear from GameSpot and IGN, the big outlets. Um, because I'm mm-hmm. right there with you. I thought they, they told me stuff I already knew about. And then they, they did, they showed us something called, I think it was like br- a brain like brain brain dreaming or something like that along those lines
1: yeah i know what you're talking about but i'm i the the verbiage escapes me uh, as well and
0: it it kind of lost me there honestly because it's it's like a batman arkham uh way of like surveying an area like a detective mode almost but i Mm -hmm. don't understand its importance to the story overall but, like, the reason why I'm still hyped for this game, they did show gameplay afterwards, and it does show the gameplay itself when you're doing the first-person shooter aspect. It The action feels like a very refined Fallout 4 meets Rage 2 combat. Like, it feels mm. solid in its construction, and at the same time not forgetting it has those RPG elements that it needs. And that's where I think the game... The game hooked me back in. Where in the beginning, I was just like, ah, oh, they're giving me way too much information here. And I felt kind of like bloated with, with the information. Where then, when I finally got to see, like, when you're in the car and you're just driving around Night City,
1: it looks beautiful.
0: You know, like the reflection. Which I
1: didn't realize you could get in a car in that manner and drive around in that manner. That was kind of. And then
0: cool. they showed you, like, the outskirts of it as well. Mm-hmm. It's barren. Which is where I got rage vibes. Yeah. And that's where I got the most rage vibes as well, and the cool thing is, from what from what we've seen so far in this preview, the prologue, only one cutscene, and everything else. There's only one loading screen. Everything else, you do whatever you want, and so that's I think where people are so in on this game is that it looks, it doesn't look like anything we've really seen before in terms of like a cyberpunk scale universe, and it's doing things. We've never really seen video games do, which is, hey, you know, you could go into a mission, usually in a video game, it would be like, you want to do guns blazing or stealth? And in this one, there's like, do you want to go guns blazing? Or do you want to go stealth? Or do you want to talk to the guys and maybe try to get them on your side? And there's multiple outcomes that will then branch off into the main story. And so I think the thing that people really like is that it seems like you're creating your not just your own character, but the own your own story, and I think
1: that's why people are so hyped for this game.
0: But my question
1: here is: yeah, go for it. Okay, oh, I have a question yeah, for you. No, sure. um, joking and and silly bets and and fun aside, is this game coming to Game Pass? No. And I ask you that to follow up with if they're bringing more content to it, DLC wise, later on. Is this coming to Game Pass? I, Tell me I mean, it'll come to it'll come to Game Pass eventually. Sean Capri and I have a bet, like.
0: He's right six months, year. Give me the time. He thinks day one. I think he's a fool, and I feel like he put money down on this 50 buck bet. We talked about this last week. I'm about to take this mm. dumb idiot's money. <laughs> he's a friend of the show, he likes it. Uh, so I, I don't think it's day one. I do think it comes to a PS now or a game pass a year divorced from, or maybe even a few years divorced from, because you, if, if I'm CD Projekt Red and now I, I'm worth more than Ubisoft and my IP are, you know, it's getting its own anime for Christ's sakes, this game, mm-hmm. it's own anime in 2022. With a Netflix deal attached, the game isn't even out yet. So this thing's printing money already for them. They want to make sure that they're getting the most triple A bucks as they can before, yeah, when they start to see the sales dwindle and get lesser. than, then yeah, they'll they'll sign that deal with you know Jim Ryan or or whoever to get that game on a service so that people play it and then buy that DLC. You know, so I definitely think it's 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 at least a year out. At least. What do you think? A year.
1: Okay. Six months.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: Six months um, because of the marketing talk we've had and because of the approach that Microsoft has had to ecosystem and the rumors of Lockhart. Mm. the the I think if, if Microsoft launches their consoles well, you got a six-month Game Pass thing a year for PS mm. Now or, or PS or PS Now's equivalent right. um, because we expect PlayStation to sell quite well based on current sales on PlayStation yeah. 4. Xbox is the factor there, and they've got the marketing and and the, the tie well,
0: and and that's so the thing that interests me the most, or like piqued my curiosity, was when I watched this live stream. It wasn't mm-hmm. like you didn't see like Xbox gameplay. Usually, when they have a, like a, a sure deal, they're just like best played on X or, or like you know mm-hmm. best played on PS4 Pro. Not like none of that. It, even when you're playing, this was decidedly neutral. Yeah, like there's no input anywhere, so we can assume this mm-hmm. was running on a PC and nothing really else, because he wanted that cinematic-ish feel. So, to me, Mm -hmm. I I think that the deal that they have for Microsoft, I don't think is as grandiose as what a lot of people are are
1: making it out to be, if that makes any sense. I think it's... It makes perfect sense, particularly given what we know of the Witcher sales. You know? Witcher and CD Projekt Red really tied in close with with Microsoft. Blue sales out of the water on PlayStation, not Xbox One. So... There's something to keep in mind with that as well. Yeah, yeah. I think... It's fun to watch. I love the business I know, style. right? I it's, think it's, it's cool. so fucking
0: cool. I think, yeah, on the Witcher, I think it sold the best on PS4 or PC. I think that both of them are really close and then a very distant third is Microsoft. And that's why I was really surprised that they got this deal with Microsoft in the first place because, again, like that marketing deal for The Witcher 3 did not benefit Microsoft at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it does... Yeah it does pique my interest to see they're not giving up on it. And in fact, they have a, a close partnership together, but I don't think that really does then spell. Oh, it's on game pass on day one. I don't just don't think that at all with that. Anything else about cyberpunk?
1: I just want to follow the story, okay. man. I, it's such a big thing, yeah. No, I'm, I'm more interested to look at uh, the continued discussion about what smart delivery is for Xbox and what PlayStation's equivalent is, because games like Cyberpunk and Avengers and the inevitable Call of Duty announcement, those well, you think there's those a are going to drive that conversation for this year? Dude, I think there's one this year, and I think it's it's crazy that it's June 25th and we haven't heard it. Uh, because you think there's going to be guns I mean, in I, it? Does, does I'm thinking there's going to be two or three at least, but we haven't heard from them. Does that mean Sony doesn't have the marketing for next gen? That can't be. I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. And I think what you you,
0: you asked uh, or or talked about like a little bit was, we almost passed by it. The fact that we don't know what, PlayStation 5's equivalent to smart delivery is. Like, we're seeing games like Marvel Avengers is going to be a free upgrade for PlayStation players. We're seeing Cyberpunk free uh, upgrade for PlayStation players. Destiny, uh, Madden, FIFA. You know, the list is growing, but, you know, PlayStation isn't as bullish as what we've seen Microsoft do this week, where they're just like, hey, here's how awesome smart delivery on Xbox is and our backwards compatibility. And that's one thing that. I get nervous for, for PlayStation a little bit is that these should be such easy wins for PlayStation that they can tout because we do know that PlayStation 4 or 5 is backwards compatible with 4. Like Jim Ryan has even said it. We do know that there's these free upgrades. My question as to you is why isn't PlayStation me- being more bullish as to, Hey, this is what we have. And this is why it's freaking awesome. You know,
1: this is our smart I th- delivery. I think they that it wasn't a, an initial priority in creation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when they saw the, the, the moves Microsoft was making, because they know them ahead of time before we hear them, of yeah. course. Uh, I think when they found that out, they had to find a way to make it work with the PlayStation 5. And the PlayStation 5 seems to be very similar to the PlayStation 3. Don't you dare say if that. Stick with me. Don't you dare say that. <laughs> in the respect that they're doing something unique and different with its structural design and uh internals it seems to be uh, a bit more um customized than the ps4 and xbox one which were just pcs right and the series x seems to be a pc as well and expensive pcs that that they shrink that's the nature of consoles you know Mm -hmm. um and so with this to be such a unique experience i'm betting they're having to really do a lot of play testi- play testing and they didn't have the infrastructure for that testing set mm. up whereas Microsoft has been working with back compat testing since rare replay right. so i think that's the the difference um i do think their messaging is bad yes, on it right, right, right now here. in what should be an easy win they should have they they could have easily had another moment of this is how you play your games yeah. and they you they you haven't think done that yet they maybe they'll have that it.
0: moment like they're what they're waiting for possibly is uh is xbox to show their hands show their cards and then them like a few days later or a, you know a week or two afterwards going hey here's all the ser- we showed you games now here's the services uh state of play of like here's what playstation now looks like here's what our smart delivery looks like our backwards compatibility looks like and here's the price do you think
1: it like like mm-hmm. that or you think they're going to do like a blog
0: post approach
1: well, that's a best case scenario is they do a lot, they do a video and they show all these amazing bangers of services. That, that's, that's a best case scenario. Uh, it doesn't look like that's going that direction, though. They haven't mm-hmm. seemed to be setting it up for that. We do, we do have Ghosts coming up, mm-hmm. uh, in, in less than a month, which is a big win for them in the marketing cycle. We expect some more news in August, mm-hmm. which could potentially be a good win. But to have the two going toe to toe right now, all signs point to a very confident Microsoft uh, in July event, which will absolutely push PlayStation on its heels. And PlayStation needed to be punched in the mouth a little bit because Xbox got wrecked in the first few years. And now they're coming back with 15 plus studios doing their thing. Good. Yeah. Getting, getting punched in the mouth is a good thing, (laughs) you know, and, and Nintendo didn't want to to fight that battle. They said, we don't, don't hit us. We're going to do something totally different. And that's, I, I like this war for my dollar. I really do. Whatever Lockhart is, uh, matters the fact that ps4's digital is likely to be significantly cheaper mm-hmm. good for me like i i like this back and forth and but but messaging is so important and my sony has not done a good job with their equivalent of smart delivery mm-hmm. And it's a real, like it's a it's a real simple thing. You, you put the game in, it's going to play on your system. Yeah, and I think
0: we, like we saw the baby steps of that when they announced Marvel's Avengers, you know, free update for PS5. I just want them to be a little bit mm-hmm. more bullish. and I think they they're going to be. I really do think they're waiting mm-hmm. for whatever the Microsoft show is to go. Okay, this is what we need to do. Let's adapt.
1: But I think they're hoping for PlayStation to launch at five hundred. I'm sorry for Sony for Microsoft to launch at five hundred, so they've got an easy yeah. win. But if they go lower, then that that the, any counter loses weight. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, man. But I'm, I'm happy
0: to see that we're starting to get that, those free updates. And my anxiety over this launch
1: yes. is kind of subsiding. So I'm happy. And crossplay is coming up in more and more mm-hmm. things, meaning you and I don't need to choose. Exactly. Also great. And we know that we can play Halo Infinite together, whether you get a, a Lockhart, a Series X, or just keep your one mm-hmm. at launch. Mm-hmm. I'm loving that because it doesn't matter. I just want to play with my exactly. friends. I want to play the game. And I love
0: when we, we're seeing like people like uh, Budgie go, hey, we're going to have cross-generational play first. And then next year we're working on the whole big thing. I love seeing all these developers come out and go, hey, yeah, cross-play is coming. You know, the floodgates have opened. It's now the norm. And now with that said, it's how they're going to adapt to that new norm. Like, you know, closing mm-hmm. off PC players because they're, you yep. know, they got an unfair advantage, type of thing. Um, I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, give people fucking choice. With that, we got some flash news before we get to the last bit of news. And if you could read that last bit, Luke, that'd be that be a
1: lot. I can't you, do it. up am too you tired. You mean to read the flash news? Um, no the the Microsoft or, or the Mixer one. Anyway. All right. Uh, in a heavy, uh, heavy, oh, very heavy. Am I um, reading before, this? Before reading before this? we all get right. there, heavy news now. Before we get there. Oh, no. Okay. Listen. All right. You know right. Kyle. I'm sorry.
0: Back off. I'm sorry. I know. That's a slap in the mouth. I slap Kyle. He's okay with it. Anyway, uh, Flash News. Ghost of Tsushima has gone gold. Bam. Dope. Get hyped. July 17th. That is our next game on the road to greatness. Get prepared. They showed an awesome little teaser of the combat in the game as well on Twitter. It looks so fantastic. It is so up my alley. And to see that they also have some type of form of, of accessibility where it's just like, hey... You could play this game really hard, or you could play this game super easy, play how you want. I'm all on board. Ghost of Tsushima looks freaking amazing. Um, for people like Kyle that love Crash Bandicoot, Crash Bandicoot 4, it's about time, comes to PlayStation 4 on October 2nd, two days before my birthday. So there you go. That's the flash news. Uh, if you're pumped, get pumped. I'm excited for Ghost of Tsushima. Crash,
1: crash is crash, right, Luke? Isn't that the same day? Yeah, it's Crash. Yeah. Uh, neat. I'll, I'll play because it it's fun platformer and I want happy things, but that's it, the same day as Star Wars Squadron. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. That's And I, you know what I already picked. It's <laughs> Star Wars Squadron on this. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a shame. Yeah. Gosh
0: dang shame. <laughs> with that, our next story, Luke, take it away, sir.
1: Yes, with a heavy heart, Ma- Microsoft is shutting down Mixer. This is from Brendan St. Clair over at gamesindustry.biz. Uh, quote, Microsoft is pulling the plug on its video streaming service, Mixer. Head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, announced the move today in a post on the official Xbox site acknowledging the service failed to grow as quickly as the company had hoped. He said, quote, Ultimately, the success of partners and streamers on Mixer is dependent upon our ability to scale the service for them as quickly and broadly as possible. It became clear that the time needed to grow our own live streaming community to scale was out of measure with the vision and experiences we wanted to deliver, to deliver to gamers now. So we've decided to close operations, the operations side of Mixer and help the community transition to a new platform. To better serve our community's needs, we're teaming up with Facebook to enable the Mixer community to transition to Facebook Gaming. End quote. He also it also goes on to say that Mixer will go dark on July 22nd, with all of its sites and apps then redirecting users to Facebook Gaming. Mixer partners will be given partner status on Facebook Gaming as well, and Microsoft said Facebook will match existing agreements with streamers that they've had on Mixer as closely as possible. Oh, I hate that quote. That, that apparently quote
0: does bullshit. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that apparently does not include high-profile streamers that Microsoft had signed uh, Mixer exclusivity deals with the likes of Tyler Ninja Blevins or Michael Shroud. Uh, I apologize, Shroud. Uh, Facebook gaming head uh, Vivek Sharma told The Verge that they will be released from their contracts and they can decide where they would like to stream next.
0: Man, Ninja got the easiest $30 million I've ever seen a white person get. My goodness gracious. $30 million jump ship for For one year year out of a three year
1: yeah wow yeah it's it's oh man what a what a story where do you want to go with this one man because i have a lot of thoughts
0: you do have a lot of thoughts you were a streamer on mixer um this that was your preferred platform Mm -hmm. how are you feeling uh kind of them i mean they're not even giving you like barely a month to sort your shit they're just like kicking you out of the house now
1: yeah, yeah. So it's there this is a layered thought process. Yeah. The biggest streamers, uh shroud, ninja, ewok, they are 100% fine. Twitch or Facebook or YouTube will snag them up quick. Yeah. That they're they're fine and their communities will move with them very easily because they're connected so well on social. The medium streamers are going to have the hardest time, I think, because uh they grind and grind and many of them are trying to make it a career mm-hmm. uh, to be partner status. And they are month to month and they rely on those subs. Pardon me. They rely on those bits or those embers on the mixer side. Uh, they relied on that income. They're going to have the hardest time to scale. Mixer just wasn't doing what it needed to do. The tech was very impressive as a mixer streamer. I noticed it on the most casual side. I'm a small streamer. Uh, And I do it on a whim when I'm able as my time allows and I thoroughly enjoy it. I've now moved my home over to Twitch. Um, That's an easy move, right? I gave up 700 plus on Mixer to go over to Twitch. That's a small – that's small in that world. Um, It's a lot – it means a lot to me. But in the big scheme of things, it's hard. The Facebook uh, partnership surprised me uh, in, in a couple ways because YouTube and Twitch were options. Uh, and Twitch being the juggernaut that that needs that punch in the mouth that we sometimes need mm-hmm. to to give our best work, uh, this has nothing to do with the allegations of racism in, in, on a few of the mixer uh, uh, executive sides. Uh, that had nothing to do with it. This was in, in the works long before that, though it's bad timing optically. Yeah. Uh, I thought I appreciated. I'm sorry, I'm rambling a bit. Stop no, no, me. when no, no. you're, uh, you're um, in your you're in your thoughts. Go for it. I appreciate that 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 it was Phil Spencer that, that wrote the note. I appreciate the very honest and sincere logic that like, hey, this didn't do what we needed it to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tech is there, the FTL tech, which means how quickly you're able to interact with your streams and the low latency. Yeah. That's tech that's going to do wonders for xCloud and do wonders for gaming and exist outside of that. Imagine that tech continuing into the AR and VR space later on. Um, the Mixer experiment might have been a failure, but there are technologies in there that can be licensed out, sold out, or used out mm. uh, that are successful, and I like that. But, but um, with Facebook, like that's the weirdest, like because like yeah, you don't
0: want Gross. anybody on your you know your Facebook. You don't want your aunt watching you play Star Wars Battlefront. Nobody wants right. that. right,
1: and so that that was a conscious thing for me as a very small streamer. I. Set up the Facebook gaming. It was very easy to migrate Mixer stuff over to Facebook oh, gaming. Good. It was like two clicks. Yeah. Nice to see it was that convenient. But then in the same platform where, where Auntie and Mommy and Daddy are arguing about Confederate statues mm-hmm. or, or which lives matter because they're morons. Yeah. Um. I don't want my gaming space interacting with that. I don't want my coworkers see. I want that to exist separate. So I have the escapism, and so I chose Twitch for that reason. Facebook gaming is a strange one. I'm glad to know the partners are going to be taken care of if they choose that route, because some of them do struggle to to make rent because that's they want this as their career. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it is a nasty breakup, yeah. but it feels similar. It feels like. Uh, an amputation that's going to let you lead a better life later on. Okay. Mixer was holding him down. Mixer integration, if it had not come to PlayStation, Mixer was going to die anyway. Do you think... Hey,
0: uh, let's bring this back to PlayStation here. Do you think that if they brought Mixer over to PlayStation, this this death wouldn't have happened? Or maybe... Pre- yes, pre- I absolutely yeah. do.
1: I absolutely do think it would have been just fine. If, if Mixer had existed on PlayStation platforms... It would absolutely still be alive today. Mm-hmm. And Sony might have been willing to kill that and wanting to kill that, or it was a totally separate business deal because these are very big companies right. that, and Microsoft and Sony as big companies work together fairly regularly. Yeah. I mean, we're talking um, about X cloud right now and the Azure servers are what's going to be powering, uh, PlayStation in the future. So yeah. Right. W- what was interesting now, mm-hmm. what, and what I look forward to most about this is, What are we doing now on on the PlayStation 5 side with that create button, with the the Xbox Series X, with that share button? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do we now have – on Xboxes, it was integrated. If you broadcast, you could broadcast straight to Mixer. You can broadcast straight to Twitch now as well. You just got to go through an app. It's not difficult. I I, I set it up. It was very easy. But it was integrated. What now do we have going forward? I, Spencer's quotes and Lightstream, which is the technology that on the back end helped mixer streamers straight from the right. box, are now migrating over and doing more for them. Do we see YouTube? Do we see Facebook? Do we see Twitch all available? Talk to me. I I'm definitely, talking, talk to, I gotta get a lot of my
0: chest. No, 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 don't worry about it. Uh,
1: I definitely see the create button on the
0: PlayStation. Uh, if Sony's smart, and and I think like, Twitch and YouTube and Facebook as, as they get new agreements with each other, uh, understand that, you know, PlayStation, look, the grand scheme of things, when we get into like other podcasts and creators get into the fanboy wars, let's just break the bra- bra- brass tacks down right now. PlayStation is the most, one of the most recognizable brands in the world. And it is one of the most valuable gaming brands in the world. As, into the next generation, if PlayStation doesn't fumble, if Microsoft, you know, doesn't fumble, chances are we're going to see a similar landscape where PlayStation is still probably the top dog, right? Unless they really trip on their foot and Jim Ryan comes out, kicks a baby on stage, you're not going to see PlayStation do wrong here. If I'm Twitch, if I'm, uh, you know, or Amazon rather, Google, if I'm Facebook, uh, if I'm Marky Mark Zuckerberg, I'm. I want. I want my, my, uh, my platform on as many boxes as I can. So I'm going to try to play nice with Sony. So, for me, I think that create button is an extension of what the Share Factory was on PlayStation. Share Factory's fan freaking tastic. I love it. Um, it's not used enough. It does need improvement, obviously. But like, you know, it's not about just making gifts or short videos. It's now about making a whole bunch of content on it as well. So giving us the ability to stream where we want, whether that's YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook gaming, probably be the big three. That's what I think the create button is going to do. It's going to make, make it easier for me to create content I want on, on YouTube or stream wherever I want. I think that's what, where we go in the future. And I think that's what. I think Microsoft saw... I, 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 I truly do think one of the biggest reasons why Mixer flopped was the fact that most people looked at it and saw its close ties with uh, Microsoft and just went, oh, that's the Xbox thing. Right? That's... that's uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... And not enough people, like, there's no PlayStation creators on Mixer. <laughs> None that I, I know of. Like, it, right. it, it was a space that a lot of people just assumed it was for Big Green and nothing else. And that's not the case. So, right. Mixer will go down as, as an attempt and the tech will be there for Microsoft to license out to people. Um, but I think the failure there was it couldn't get on enough boxes. And again, you're, it was tied to a brand that was, you know, is smaller and also kind of being tied to a platform means people think you are actually tied to the platform. So, yeah, right. it sucks to hear. It really does. But it is what it is. I'm glad that you chose Twitch, though, at the end of the day, because mm-hmm. you don't want Auntie June to look at you and be like, "What? what what's uh What's a Crossfire X? You know what I mean? On Facebook.
1: What are playing? A Doom Eternal. That's, that's interesting. Oh, goodness. What is that man doing? <laughs> and one thing I won't do is play Cyberpunk oh my 2077. Can <laughs> you imagine Auntie's words on that His, one?
0: Oh. He has knives for arms and you could customize genitalia. <laughs> All right. Let's listen. The drop this week was weird. We're going to skip it one more week. All right, PlayStation, figure it out, figure it out. But at the same exact time, Star Wars Episode One Pod Racers is out on PS4, so jump on that. All right, you have no excuse. Is that
1: that's on? I thought it, that's not just Switch. It's it's PlayStation it's and Switch.
0: PlayStation and Switch. That's right. That's our exclusive. Take that. What was the big? <laughs> <laughs> you got me. <laughs> What's the big exclusive this month for PlayStation? That Xbox don't got. Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer. Yeah, it's
1: not Last of Us or Ghost. It's 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 Star Wars. Crossfire is cool for Xbox. We're having fun with that. It's no Pod Racers. Have I? When we're playing
0: Crossfire, am I like, oh wow, now this is Pod Racing? Never. Not Mm -hmm. once have you said that. I give Pod Racer on PS4 eleven wattos out of five. With that, let's Mm -hmm. skip on over to Andrew House's snail mail. Now, each and every week. All right, you could come over right up at PS Trophy Room. Send us your questions. Go to the Casa of bad bit and go give your questions out to us. We read them on the show. Or you can pen a letter to Andrew House. You can throw it on over to his house. I go over there. I catch it. This week, we got three items for you. The first one comes from Nate. He writes in, 10 years of PlayStation Plus in six days. Now technically five. What are the best free games on PlayStation Plus? And now here's a funny joke. As Nate said that, he's like, "Oh shit, I need to exclude Bloodborne." Jokes on you, Nate. Jokes on you. Best the best PlayStation f- uh uh plus month was Ratchet and Clank and Bloodborne because those were the two bundled. So take that, Nate. That's a killer good one. It was. Nice. Wow. It was fantastic. Now, again, I know Luke, you dabble with this Xbox stuff. All right. Mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know what, where your parents went wrong with you, but if you could think back, you could even add Xbox games of gold. I'll even, I'll allow it. What, what, what free game was the biggest thing that, to, to pique your interest and go, whoa, this is it. This is the gold mine. We got it.
1: He's thinking. I don't. I, yeah, I'm thinking. I'm sorry, I was pregnant. Pausing yeah. for you. I don't know. The Ratchet Bloodborne is a great combo. It is. Um and I struggle. This is this is a very serious peek behind the curtain, without without exaggeration. I struggle with this now because in my mind, Game Pass and Xbox and games with gold exists simultaneously. I just what the answer. Um, <laughs> uh, I will say, they, oh goodness, what was? Let's see. There was one where they gave you guys Metal Gear Solid. That Metal Gear Solid yeah. Five. That's a great great that's ad. That's a good one. Uh,
0: and then last year, Kyle Kyle pointed this out when we were talking. Uh, Last of Us Remastered, and uh, MLB The Show 19.
1: Good guess, so man. Know. Those are great games. Those are great. Those are Nate, great let, games. let
0: us know, what, what was your oh-my-god moment with PlayStation Plus? A- anybody listening, let us know. Uh, Cha-Cha writes in, they ask, Resident Evil 8 will only be available on next-gen consoles. Was this the right decision? Luke, Resident Evil 8 is only mm-hmm. going to be on next-gen consoles. I've looked into this. I had people look this mm-hmm. up. It's, yeah, they're right. No PlayStation
1: 4, no Xbox One. Yep. It's a great decision. Yeah. Why? It's a great decision. Uh, because everybody's going to be wanting the best. Mm-hmm. Game to play on their system. Microsoft's committed their first party studios to having a year of, of transition between Xbox One and Series X. Uh, Sony looks its a bit more shady in whether or not Miles is going to come to PS4. Or not, not quite sure. Resident Evil is definitively staking their claim on a next-gen game. And staking their claim for anybody that's that's going to be forking down cash to buy a next-gen system. They're going to get this game. Not only that... <laughs> But this means that this game will have legs because it will go on sale fairly regularly two and three years down the line. That's and true. when people are buying into it, they'll be they'll be they'll be buying it. This will have this will bring them income for a long time. Uh, it's just that type of game. That's what Resident Evils do. How I many we see a Resident Evil CO, Resident Evil sale? What once a right. month at this point? Yeah. I think um, that's a that's a so that's a move. terrific
0: point because yeah, since there's less consoles in the market, there's more people with those consoles. In, in not enough games and be like yeah no, i'll try resident evil 8, whatever let's go for it and yeah then three years down the line they'll sell it for a nickel and change and people will eat that shit up as well so yeah this is it's more of about having a longer tail than having the most sales on day one though that's a, a sexy right. pr
1: statement to have it's all about right. the
0: money honey
1: and don't discount psvr uh on that or whatever its successor is if that eventually comes You know, uh, yeah, (laughs) that was a good one. (laughs) Yeah, we got that. Oh my God. That was a
0: tag team who anyway. Uh, yeah, no, Resident Evil 8, I think great decision. Yeah. And with that, you know what? All these who's, and I think we did it like seven times in this podcast. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) We accidentally activated the winner gamer. Damn it. Oh gosh. So many lives lost. So many lives (laughs) lost. Uh, (laughs) winner gamer writes in, how can Sony mess up? to make the PS5 launch a disaster.
1: How can they... What can uh, they do? There's a lot of ways to make a launch know, a disaster. I so here, here's the deal, okay? this. Is- <laughs> Look, can we take turns? You want to take turns? Yeah, go almost? for it.
0: Because, like, for me, okay. it, like, Sean... La- it's not Sean Layton. Like, like, Jim Ryan has to come out on stage smoking, you know? <laughs> He's like Virginia Slim in his mouth, like...
1: <sighs> well, they already yeah. had one where they were... They already had an almost but get a second job yeah. statement, right? Yeah. Uh, well, I forget what the exact quote was, but you know it, it's a it's a lot of value in this thing. Um, so they almost had that, but coming out too expensive is the, is a surefire way to, to disaster at yeah. launch. Hundred bucks more expensive than your competition, we've seen that fail over and over again. So uh, depending on the value of the system, coming out too expensive, as the PS3 and the Xbox One did. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is a surefire way to have a disaster. What about you? Give me one. So, yeah, Jim Ryan comes out. He's on stage. He's
0: smoking. He's like, So, what's the deal with these dumb masks? <laughs> 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 right, nerds? You know, he's like, I'm, I'm about to hit you with some truth bombs. <laughs>
1: Let me tell you which lives yeah. matter, kids. I was on InfoWars before. <laughs> Man, it's
0: crazy stuff. Lizard people. Um, No, yeah,
1: I think <laughs> in all seriousness... If it's flimsy, if it's flimsy, if those white flaps yeah. are flimsy. Yo, please don't call them flaps. Uh, that could be – I don't know what just you just call, call them. The sleeve. <laughs> Flip, flap, flap. That's, that's worse, dude. By the sleeve. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm telling you right now, I love – I know because I haven't had to say my piece on, on yeah. PS5. I love the design. It's just 20%, 30% too big. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm worried that once IGN and Digital Foundry put these things side by side, it's going to really make that PS5 look bad. Yeah. Um, because it for all you want to say about the series x it's simple mm-hmm. and it's efficient yeah if he if he uh-huh. if he's like
0: smoking on stage he's like if you dorks uh you know talk shit about how long this thing is we're just going to make it bigger <laughs> <laughs> and every every tweet <laughs> every is... tweet it gets a 1
1: inch bigger <laughs> ps5 xl exactly uh...
0: uh yeah no they have to they have to be pulling that type of like boneheaded decisions you know but with that, yeah. yeah, I, I, it's gonna be hard to mess this up. But again, like we've seen Sony, I mean, the the launch uh, uh, reveal was great. All things considered, it's just some of their verbiage when it comes to their services. It's kind of uh, has a void, and I'm hoping that gets filled. And
1: I think you know the least worst Who?
0: case scenario is that they don't fill those voids. You know, Who? God damn it!
1: If you put when you put AstroBot, Ratchet & Clank, uh, Miles Morales, and Horizon Zero Dawn on your slate to sell your system, I think you're okay no matter yeah. what. I think you're okay. Um, again, cost will factor, but I think that's a pretty healthy, diverse enough lineup. And you have Gran Turismo for the six or seven racing people. Yeah. That, you know, oh, I, a, I, mean, I made a cockpit in my garage. <laughs> yeah, have you seen that? There's people. I, Nick, yeah, cool. I mean, Forza Motorsport also very good. And like, I don't hang neat. Like, like it's cool. Racing games are great, but like, I don't think it's moving a lot. Real of talk. I, I every time I have a like
0: get a driving game, like let's just say Forza, for example, right? I'm always like, is there a mm-hmm. Toyota Corolla in here?
1: Because that's what I drive, and I want to drive my Toyota. <laughs>
0: all the time I, that's
1: why i've always liked forza horizon yeah. because it's very balanced between the arcadiness mm-hmm. and i think playstation needs a good equivalent yeah. of that i like I, yeah. I would just i'm just like
0: cracking up in my head of like playing uh grand turismo and like you see all these like f1 cars and then you just see me in my toyota like coupe <laughs> hey guys six cylinders <laughs> <laughs> Four, whatever. So you have six cylinders in no, your Corolla four, whatever I don't know <laughs> Whoa, I got two bu- incredible. I got two brakes <laughs> anyway that's been the Trophy Room a Playstation podcast made by the players for the players I want to thank you Luke once again for coming on the show really saving our hide uh, thank you so much again our friendship means everything to me and before you go I'm going to
1: fucking cry could you tell everybody where they can find you? <laughs> Absolutely. Easiest place to find me is on Twitter, at InsipidGhost. Uh, and you can find my links to all my other content there. I host a podcast called the Xbox Expansion Pass, where I have developers and uh, voice actors and industry executives on uh, on a fairly regular basis to, to bring their insight into the, the gamer-verse. But I also talk about the gaming-verse as it pertains to Xbox. Yeah. Uh, and that ecosystem. I'd love for you guys to check that out. So, uh, Joe's over here with his 69 five-star reviews. Damn. I would like a few more. I'm almost a 25, so I'm excited yeah. for that. Uh, and then I have a new home on Twitch, Ooh. Joe. Um, Twitch.tv slash Ghost would mean the world as well. We just hit 50. We just hit 50. 50. 50. And that's like in a day, right? Two yeah, days, you know? but with the kindness of a lot of people. And so... Uh, big changes from Mixer, but it's, it's appreciated, appreciated when people are. Of sports. course. And yeah, no, and thank you so much. Again,
0: Xbox Expansion Pass is just like this show in terms of we love PlayStation here. We're not here to dunk on Xbox. Just like with the Expansion Pass, you love your Xbox. There's no need to dunk on anybody. You're just there to give the facts, your thoughts. On the Xbox ecosystem, yeah. and give seriously one of the, some of the best interviews, just period, with some of the biggest Thank faces you. in gaming. Um, again, like
1: like the likes of like Andrea Renee. How did you get that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, I've been very fortunate to have on uh, some wonderful people, Justin Woodward yes. from the Media Indie Exchange and uh, Gorilla Collective. Who,
0: who is the um, Who's- the person from uh, Playful?
1: Paul Bettner, Paul Bettner, the CEO of Playful Studios, Paul Bettner worked on the Halo MMO back in the day, designed and made Words with Friends, uh, and is now making super new Super Lucky's Tale and, and whatnot, which. It's just cool. You know, it's, it's, it's wonderful to get to talk to so many great people So again, issue. go over there. Xbox expansion pass. They're PlayStation certified in my book.
0: So with all that said, with all that out of the way, again, you can follow us here at PS trophy room on Twitter. Uh, link to the Casa de Bad Bit discord server. We, you can find the show on youtube.com slash bad games. You can find the show on iTunes, Google play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast services. And with all that said, with all that out of the way, everybody keep hunting. Keep playing PlayStation.